Welcome to Life is a Shift Show, a podcast where we discuss all the little things that happen to us on our journey of transformation, all while dealing with all that life throws at us. Sit back, enjoy, and watch as Shift Happens. Welcome to another episode of My Life is a Total Shift Show. This is Michelle Dutton, and we're just diving right in to different topics that come up in the journey in the world of transformation, self-realization, finding peace, whatever it is for you. Today's topic is what the hell have I done to my kids? Boy, this is probably one of what, 12 podcasts I could do on mom guilt and the shame and the worry that we put on ourselves when we have children. And I've had a lot of kind of aha moments through this journey that before I wasn't even aware of, kind of went in a little cycle of, I was completely unaware of my own consciousness, my own just self-realization. And then when I started to kind of wake up, then all of this other stuff came like, what the hell did I do to my own children? And then all this guilt came in. And then from there, it kind of is kind of a growth or a growing and a learning process. So social media is filled with articles about mom guilt and how it's okay to feel guilty or to take time for yourself, or it's okay to feel like you're doing a terrible job. And I don't know if I agree with that or not. I mean, it is what it is. You feel what you feel. Of course, of course you do. But I think we have to go a little bit deeper and release that shit, release that guilt, release that shame we put on ourselves, release the responsibility of thinking we have any control really over the lives of our children. I mean, literally, we all are doing the best we can. And it's kind of funny. We always Uh, If you look on social media, you see all these posts about how we're supposed to support fellow moms and support other women. And and most of the time, it's really good. But then when a mom does something, women sometimes just pile on with their pitchforks and torches and call out what a horrible mother she is. How dare she fill in the blank? How dare she leave her kids alone at the park? How dare she whatever? So it's an interesting culture, women right? We will sit there and say, it doesn't matter if you bottle feed, breastfeed, organic, not vegetarian, whatever. And then we'll even say, it's okay if you you decide what's right for your family. But then when we come across something that it, it pokes at us, then we jump all over. How dare she? She should know better. She doesn't deserve to have children. I mean, these are things I've, I've read online. And why do we do that? Because it hit our stuff. I mean, let's be honest, we don't want to admit that. But if we can attack another mom, then that stops us from looking at our own stuff and feeling guilty and having those feelings come up of shame or guilt or worry. So if we see something or hear something that another mom did and we attack or if we see anybody else attack, that's what it is, right? Because, oh shit, if I'm going to yell at her to release this energy that's coming up and I'm going to tell, say how horrible of a mom she is so I don't have to feel the guilt, the worry, the shame, the dread, the regret, the whatever. And it comes in all sorts of 
colors, doesn't it? But I'm going to speak today just to kind of on the the spiritual aspect of it and how it kind of goes deeper than just yelling at someone for letting their kid go to the park alone, right? And so my experience was kind of ugly when I started to wake up, right? I have five kids and I would always joke you know, about how crazy it was and how I lose my shit and how I'm not even saving for my kid's college anymore, that I'm just saving for therapy because I've screwed them up so bad that that's they'll get more out of having therapy than in a college education. And that's funny, we laugh, but right? There's truth to that. Deep inside, I am really, really worried that I really screwed up my kids and the fear just grips you. And so let's just joke to relieve that tension to relieve that that belief that, oh shit, what if I really did? What if my kids end up completely addicted to something or they are so miserable, they get into an abusive relationship or, I mean, we just go into a future that has them in the worst case scenario, right? We, right? And then we blame ourselves. If only I had fill in the blank. If only I had been more present for them. If only I hadn't lost my shit and yelled at them. If only I let them feel that they were worthy and loved. And I must not have done a good enough job doing that. And then we start to project our fears on them, right? So as I started to wake up, it just got more and more crazy because I'm like, oh shit, okay, I realized that I had done this, so I better fix them. And I don't even know if they even have a problem, but I automatically put it in my head that... I was a bitch mom. I traumatized them. I gave them trauma. I gave them whatever. Now I have to fix them. Okay, slow your roll. Slow your roll. So I started to kind of have to slow down. And I look back, and the first thing that I have to say is I was programmed. We all are programmed. There's what we know to be true in our conscious mind and what we think we should do. And then there's the subconscious beliefs that really control us. And we're not even aware of it. We're not even aware of it. It's our unconscious beliefs that really drive everything. An example would be like if you want to start working out, right? You say, well, I should, I know I should, and then you don't. Well, there's a part of you that wants it to be true that whatever, that you don't work out, that as you get older, you gain weight or whatever the underlying beliefs are. So I was raised by two very loving parents, and they brought to the table whatever shit their parents had, right? And they did the best they could in raising me. But in doing that, they instilled a lot of programs into me. A lot of programs that parents know better than their children. They know what's best, that they must be in control of everything that their child does, says. And if they, if like the parent thinks that the child is being disrespectful, then damn it, that child's going to get punished, right? Don't you speak to me that way? Because we've decided what respect looks like. We've decided what the perfect child looks like. And so those were the programs that were instilled in me, and those were the programs that were instilled in my parents, and there is no guilt here at all. And that was the hardest thing, I think, for me to wrap my mind around, and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around letting go of the guilt and shame, because all that does is just distract us from the present, distract us, and keeps us in the past. So we are programmed, we were programmed by our parents, and then we did, as we were raising our children, what we thought was right to the best of our ability, and most of the time unconsciously. Like the things that we said or did 
just happened because of our programming. And then something would happen and then we would feel feel guilty about it later. And that happened time and time again with my own kids. I remember just losing my shit with them and screaming and yelling and grabbing them and punishing them and don't you dare do this. I remember one time I was playing a game of sorry or something with my then five-year-old. Maybe he was five. And I don't know, they started fighting and I just lost it. I lost it. And I grabbed him by the arm to move him and he like knelt on one of the pieces and started crying. And then I started crying. And this was probably 15 years ago and it's still so raw in my my memory. And I just, I remember sitting on the floor sobbing, like what the hell just came over me that I have so much rage and I just put it on my kids, right? I mean, it's awful. And I've done that several times, several times of just flying off the handle, screaming. And it's like, what is that? There's this pain inside of me and the kid is just right in front of me, I think. And then I spend years feeling guilty. Well, now I've traumatized them. And what do I do to fix them? What do I do to, uh, to heal all of those things? And then I realized after talking to one of my kids about something, he's like, I don't remember that. And, and he may or may not, he may have shoved it down and it's not in his memory or he literally, it didn't stick with him. So that was a big realization for me as I'm trying desperately to make sure my kids are perfect, that they're healed, that they're whole, that there's no trauma, there's no anxiety, there's no suppressed emotions that's going to haunt them in their relationships later, right? This is the big fear. Now that I'm learning so much about this, I'm like, oh my God, I have to save my daughter from dating someone who is just to fill the holes that I left as a mother. Oh my God, I have to save my son from, you know, doing drugs that make him feel what he you know, to hide the pain of his repressed childhood and all of a sudden I have to fix all my kids. But here's the thing. We don't know what traumas they held on to. We don't know. And I remember at the beginning of all this, I used to think when someone would say trauma or abuse or anything, I used to think that that was only for people who were physically or mentally really abused as children, beaten, right? Or they got, they witnessed their parents physically fighting or witnessed their parents doing lines of Coke on the table. Like I used to think that that was what trauma. So I remember, oh, I didn't have any trauma growing up. I didn't have any trauma. You know, like my parents didn't abuse me. They didn't beat me. They didn't, whatever. They didn't, they weren't doing lines of Coke. They, you know, whatever. And then I started to realize as I learned more that no, 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 no. Okay. Trauma is anything that makes you feel out of control or unsafe that you store inside of you. So literally a 12 month old baby sitting on the floor playing with his blocks and mom stands up and leaves the room and he feels abandoned at that moment so much so that he can't handle it, that he stores it. So that's trauma. And the mother, my God, she just had to go pee, right? Or she just needed a cup of coffee, whatever, right? She leaves the room, kid freaks out, trauma stored in his bones. Now this kid has an has this fear of abandonment that he spends the rest of his life trying to not feel again. So he clings to people or he gets in relationships that he's so worried about her leaving or whatever, because what happened at 12 months? So that was almost refreshing. Like we can't control the traumas that we keep inside of us. 
We can't. And they are inevitable. And they're also necessary to a degree to make children be self-reliant. Right? They go through this pain and realize, oh, okay, I can handle myself. I didn't die, right? So those little traumas, now I'm not condoning like, well, if you were, you know, got the shit beat out of you, you're fine. You can, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But I, the, the aha moment for me was that, number one, trauma is anything that you think is traumatic and it can be completely irrelevant to somebody else. That doesn't matter. And number two, the parents can't control what you decide is traumatic or not. So you can have the most conscious, loving, present parents, but oh shit, they went to go get a cup of coffee. Now there's that trauma in the body. Now there are some children who have it so much worse and they're going to have a lot more work to do to free themselves of that. So there's a whole spectrum. But I've realized I can't decide for myself what I've done to fuck up my kids and then decide how I'm going to fix it. Because now I'm just projecting what I think their trauma is. And now I'm trying to force them to get healed with something that might not even be an issue. Might not even be an issue. So what do we do? We just literally stay present and we heal our own traumas. And the kids will just absorb that energy, right? We show them what it feels like to get rid of things or to purge things. That's what we can do. So I can't just try to fix my kids. I can't. And I've done what I think I've done so many things to make them feel trauma, but I could be completely wrong. And then things start coming up in the healing process. You know, my mom had a stroke when I was three or four years old and she was taken away from me and in a rehab center. And I had a newborn sister that was that lived with my aunt, you know, and I never thought I don't remember that at all. But things start to come up as I'm doing this healing process. And then I start to think as a mother, holy shit, there's a three year old that just got her mother ripped away from her. That has to be a lot of trauma and a lot of abandonment. And then when she got her mom back, she wasn't the same because she was paralyzed, you know, so there's a lot of things. And it's nobody's fault. And, you know, my dad at the time then had, what, four kids under the age of seven or something ridiculous like that. Um, I imagine that he probably was a little bit stressed. And maybe that's where I learned as a three-year-old that I don't like to make waves. I don't like to get in trouble. That was always my role in the family. Oh, Michelle, just whatever you asked her to do, she did. She didn't get in trouble. Probably because when I was three, I was so terrified that I got yelled at or something because my dad was so stressed. Who knows? But what I'm saying is, you know, he was doing what he was doing to survive. And I'm sure, you know, that's he did nothing out of malice. And none of us do. Can we grow? Yes. Can we free ourselves of the guilt? Yes. There's so many ways to do that. First of all, it's just to get present and meditate and question your thoughts and beliefs. I have fucked up my kids. Do I absolutely know that it's true, (laughs) right? We can go through that process. I recently started learning about tapping. If you want to look that up, that really helps release different energies. Can we tell our kids? You know, I told my 21-year-old, I sat down and had a conversation with him and I said, I have lots of memories of me, in my opinion, hurting you or yelling at you. And I said, I did the best I could with what I had. And I also told him, but that doesn't excuse me. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't feel hurt. So if you have a memory of me doing something to you, you don't just get to brush it off and say, 
well, she was doing the best she could, so I shouldn't feel bad. No, no, no. You feel that pain and you be there for that little kid that needed something from his mom and didn't get it. You be there for that kid and heal it. You can still forgive me for doing the best I can, but don't do that to avoid healing your little kid. So I've started to do that whenever memories of my own childhood comes up. I might go, my mom was doing the best she could, but I remember getting spanked and I have to be there for that little girl that thought, what the hell? What was I, what did I do wrong? I'm just trying to figure out the world. I'm just trying to figure out life and you're beating me. And I was getting spanked because I didn't fit into my parents' idea of what a good child should be. And I should have quote unquote known better. How many times have we heard that? We should have known better. And it was such a wake up call when I was listening to some of these speakers that I follow. They're saying when talking about being there for your inner child, you're saying, you know, I remember one, he was saying, well, as a parent, if your child came to you and was feeling bad and you just said, oh, you shouldn't feel that way, that's abuse. And I'm sitting there going, oh, fuck, I've done that to my own kids. Shit. Forget the inner child. I've done that to my own kids. I've told them that they shouldn't feel that way or they should know better or that they need to behave a perfect way. Otherwise, they get punished. Well, you didn't ask the right way. So now you don't get to watch the movie. You were disrespectful to me, but I never really taught them what respect. They just I just assumed they needed to know. Right. How dare you? And then I'm sure someone's thinking, well, if you don't teach them, they're going to be a bunch of ruffians out in the world. That's not true either. Of course, we take it to the worst case scenario, right? We can teach respect. And if they speak to us in a way that we don't find respectful, then all that can do is open up a conversation about it rather than, damn you, you will not speak to me that way. And because I think you should speak a certain way, you don't get your cell phone. Give me your phone back, you like little brat, right? So it's just, wait, oh, well, wait a minute, right? Our children are their own souls gifted to us for a very short time. We don't own them. And they're their own souls on their own journey. And they were put in our lives to be teachers to us. And we have an obligation to guide them and protect them, but they are their own souls on their own journey. So for us to project that they must be XYZ perfectly, otherwise we withhold love from them. And then they spend the rest of their lives trying to fill those holes in relationships, in jobs, in programs, and in, in just what they do, right? And when I had this realization, I had to stop, then the guilt poured over me, right? All the times that I didn't unconditionally love them, that I grounded them because they made a mistake as they're just trying to find their way through life, right? And I'm not saying there are no consequences. Don't say, you know, what, what? Kids can just do whatever they want. Consequences and punishment are two very different things. But for me to punish my children because they didn't behave exactly how I thought they should is like saying these souls don't belong to them. They're mine, right? Instead of just witnessing and watching the unfolding of these beautiful, perfect creatures and keeping them safe and allowing them to figure out life in a loving way. And I didn't do that to my five kids. So many times I didn't do that. And if I asked them, they might say, oh yeah, you were good. You were good. And, and I hope that I'm being harder on myself than 
I should be right because we usually do that. But it doesn't matter. I have to take that guilt, take that pain, take that worry, and I have to sit with it, forgive it, release it, and really see each one of my children as their own souls and be honest with them. Be honest. Don't justify anything, right? Well, I'm the parent and I did what I needed to do to keep, you know, just say, if you have ever been hurt about something I did to you or said to you, I want to help you heal that, or I want to ask your forgiveness for that. Now that is a really close, intimate relationship, but that takes a lot of pride swallowing, right? Because we don't want to be wrong and damn it, we're the parents and we know better, right? But be honest. I've tried to be honest with the kids without projecting, like without making them think, oh my God, you're so fucked up and I did it, right? I don't want to put the beliefs in their head. So it's like a fine line of opening my heart up to them and making sure that in the present moment when they are being rude or in my opinion, being rude or flying off the handle or beating each other up or fighting that I'm doing my best to stay present and grounded and just to wait a hot minute before I even say anything and realize they are going through their own thing right now and I need to be a space for that. And then what can I do to make their life better? What can I do to bring them some peace or solace or safety rather than me sitting there with my arms folded, letting them have a temperature? Are you done yet? Let me know when you're done and we can have a conversation, right? I mean, I used to do that when my kids were having a tantrum, right? Are you finished? Instead of what you're going through must be really difficult right now. I'm here for you when you're ready. Oh, what? So you're just going to let them have a temper tantrum in the middle of a store and just sit there? I can hear right here people just jumping all over that because they are getting their own stuff touched, right? It's hitting some of their own worry and guilt about being present or open for their kids. No, you pick the kid up, you leave, whatever. But for us to jump in with our idea because we are so much better, we know better. Do we really? That's a great thing to question. I know better than my kids. And we do it all the time. Damn it, my kid isn't getting good grades. Do I know for sure that this journey is not the best thing for my child? And then we go into the future. Well, they're going to live in a box and they're never going to get a good job and blah, 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 right? We can support, encourage, guide, right? Let them, let their life unfold and be there and watch it and watch it. It's magnificent if we allow ourselves to watch the unfolding of creation. I mean, it's just a miracle. It's just a miracle, but then I learn, well, the kids are hard programmed. By the time they're seven, everything that was done to them before seven is hardwired into their brain. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, shit. Well, my youngest is 10. Uh, what can I do? I've screwed him up for life. Get, get into the therapy. But the thing is, is just as my hardwiring that I received before I was seven is now being greatly healed through my own presence and my own actions and my own learning and my own sharing. Why would I think that their journey isn't going to be healing and beautiful? No matter what it looks like, everybody is always growing spiritually. And it may look scary, right? It may not be what I think it is, but it is their beautiful soul's journey. So I had to let go of that guilt because it starts now. I only have now. 
and I have to forgive myself my past and be honest with my kids about my own fallibility, my own shortcomings, complete honesty, raw vulnerability to my own kids. And that's not going to make them trample all over you and all of a sudden stop listening to you or anything like that. I think it will probably do the opposite. They're going to feel safe, at least safer, because I know for my own kids, I think I've, I've lost a lot of that trust that they don't even know why there's that little feeling in, inside of them that they may be hesitant to be open and share with me. I can guess because at one time when they were little, they probably tried and I was busy cooking dinner or I had another baby on my hip or I said, I don't have time to listen to you right now. And so they're like, oh, okay, well, that didn't work. Screw that. I tried to say something and I was shut down and it could have been very innocent on my part. I was just trying to cook dinner. But like I said, we can't control the traumas that we keep inside of us. We can't. And so it starts now. We start with today going forward. We make amends. We clear our own our own beliefs and our own traumas from our own childhood. We heal that little girl or that little kid inside of us that is that has spent our whole adult life trying to get what we didn't get from our mom and dad when we were three and we didn't even realize it. Okay. But I think the key to that is number one, recognizing that, that these patterns that we have, you know, why do I always jump from one relationship to another? Because I don't want to be alone. Why am I so attached to people and I'm so afraid they're going to leave and I'm just devastated if I get broken up with, or if I get fired or if a friend doesn't call me, all of that stuff is just shit left over from our childhood. And if we can just sit there and heal that, then we'll heal the present to just be there. And we have to mourn that loss because it's never coming back. What we needed when we were five and we didn't get, we can never get. We cannot go back. And it's proof because we spend our whole life trying to get it and it never works. So if we go there and say, I am letting that go I am mourning that and we cry it out and we feel the pain leave our body, right? I am not getting that from my mom or dad. And I'm mourning that and I'm letting it go. And now here I am right now and I am able to give myself that. I am able to give myself that. And if your children see you going through that process of healing, they are going to start to feel safe. And when a feeling comes up, they might go, hmm, I remember when mom was talking about when she had this weird feeling and a memory and she just let it come up and, and I saw her cry or I saw her meditate. You know, like when I'm doing my tapping for EFT tapping, I'm doing it right in front of my kids now and I'm letting them hear me, hear me say what I say to release that energy or I meditate in front of them or I cry and it was always in our family, oh my God, what's wrong? What's wrong? Why are you crying? What? You know, and I'm trying to make it, oh, I'm just releasing old emotions. Feels so good, you know, because especially in our culture, we just think if you're feeling bad or crying, we got to stop it. So I've released that worry of how do I fix my kids from all the trauma I gave them? I can't. I can't fix anybody. And I have to realize that every time I'm putting the focus on somebody else to fix, whether it be my husband or my kids, I am doing that to avoid looking on what's still left to fix in me. I'm really good at that. I'll hear a podcast or watch a video and I'm like, oh my gosh, my friend Susie needs to hear this. Or, oh, my husband needs to. Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, kids, I just learned this new. You got to do this. To No, no, no. Shut up. Stop. 
whenever I do that, I know "Mm, there's something that I'm not looking at. And that's really hard. And it's so painful. And I have spent some days where if I feel a release coming and I let it, it is, I feel like I'm going to die, just waves of pain coming out through my heart. But I've learned to let it come out because it's literally leaving. And so I have to just mourn the ideas that I hurt my kids in any way. I have to just forgive myself all of that and start new. And if I am healing, I heal the world. You heal. When you heal yourself, you heal the world. And if that seems too big, when you heal yourself, you heal your kids. You are showing them and just being a different energy. And I still screw up. And that's okay too. Because remember, we're run by programs. So something will come out of me and I'll be like, where the hell did that come from? Or, oh my God, I sound just like my mother. Right? We, <laughs> I think we've all had those times. And it's just because they're embedded like a microchip. They're in us. And here's the cool thing. We can reprogram ourselves. It's not like, well, now that you're older than seven, whatever programs are in there, no, we can upgrade. And it just takes every day, just a few minutes of just getting quiet, letting whatever comes up, comes up. Don't chase the fixing. That was something that I did in the beginning when I'm like, when I, when something came up, like there was this inner kid in me that needed something. I was like, oh my God, I got to heal that. And then I started running around inside looking for more things to fix. Okay, stop. Now you're just a fixer. Now you're just using that to distract yourself from anything that's really coming up. So heal yourself and you'll heal your kids. Forgive everything that you think you've done to hurt them. Okay? Because the reality is the things that you think that you've done to hurt them maybe didn't. And the things that you thought you did right might have hurt and traumatized them. So we have no control over their journey or what they kept inside, but we can demonstrate to them how to be healers of our own self. Connect to God, connect to yourself, connect to your traumas, connect to your pain and release it. And then start telling yourself how wonderful you are and how deserving you are and how loving you are. And sometimes that tastes like just bile in my mouth because it's so hard for me to say it out loud and believe it. So that's the other part of the, the process. You can't just shit on yourself and try to just clear the guilt. You also have to replace it with new programming. I am open. I am loving. I am patient. I am kind. I am worthy. I am miraculous, right? And I say those things and there's that twinge in the pit of my stomach going, you're a fucking liar. And then I have to love that and be like, all right, that's fine. I'm just going to keep saying it until I'm reprogrammed. I am patient. I am a space for my children. I am a space for everybody. All mamas are doing a great job. All mamas are doing a wonderful job. And I'm going to give loving energy and prayer and grace to them. And then when I catch myself going, I can't believe she did blah, blah, blah. Stop. Okay, that was just a protective measure because there was something that hit my shit inside that I need to look at and heal and release. Slow baby steps. And I am just finding myself being so much lighter and more patient with my kids. And and the other thing that I'm finding out is I'm enjoying being around them more and just watching them and having conversations with them. It's like they are changing in front of my eyes, becoming these really cool humans. 
but they haven't been doing anything. It's me doing the work inside of myself. So I'm going to take that job off of my plate of fixing my kids, of making sure they're perfectly well-adjusted humans. I can't, you can't. They are on their own journey. They are souls on their own journey and they chose to be here and they are going to be wonderful. They're going to do what they need to do to grow and to meet themselves. So all I can do is just be here completely present with grace on my own journey, no matter how many times I stumble and fall on my face and bleed from the nose and cry and, and feel the shame and guilt and sweep that up and fix it and heal it and turn around in this moment, it starts now. Face my kids with love and excitement and just watch it unfold because it's going to unfold anyway. And I really can't control how it does. All I can do is be a guide. So my offer to you is just start cleaning house, start clearing out the guilt, hey? And when you clear out the guilt, you really do make space to just be present for whatever comes up, whatever your kids do, and then when it hits against what you think it should be happening, you can heal that and say, oh, my little soul in front of me is on his own journey, and I'm going to just watch with love and amazement. So keep fighting the good fight. Keep making tiny little baby steps forward toward peace, love, happiness, joy, worthiness, abundance, and always remember no matter what, whether you want to or not, shift happens.